peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? I know I say this all the time or things like this all the time, but we definitely got a doozy with some hypocrisy today. Without further ado, let's get into this. All right. Genesis chapter 38, picking up at verse 13. And it was told Tamar saying, behold, Thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnath to shear his sheep. So remember, she was supposed to go put on her widow's garment and go wait. And Judah was going to marry her to his remaining son, Shelah. And remember, I asked the question, do you think that Judah actually intends on keeping his word? Or is this deception? And you see a constant pattern. This this deception that started with Abraham wasn't corrected immediately, was was trained and passed on to his children, and that deception comes back to bite them. She put her widow's garment off from her and covered her with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is by the way to Timnath. For she saw that Shelah was grown and she was not given unto him to wife. So she realized, yo, I, I did my part. Judah's not doing his part. And it's clear to me at this point that he must have no desire to actually give me to uh, Sheila to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be an harlot because she had covered her face. And he turned in unto her, by the way, and said, go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, what wilt thou give me that thou mayest come in unto me? So make no bones about it. Judah knows exactly what he's doing. He's not trying to take this person who he, who he does not know to wife. He's just trying to get and pay for sex. That's literally what's happening right here. And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock. And she said, Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it? Right now, she's being deceptive. Judah was deceptive at first to her about what he was supposed to do. So she's being deceptive. 
And she's asking him, okay, what assurance am I going to have that you got asked actually send me this livestock? I'm going to need some assurance. And he said, what pledge shall I give thee? And she said, thy signet and thy bracelet and thy staff that is in thine hand. And he gave it unto her and came in unto her. And she conceived by him. So she asked for things. She's not dumb. She asked for things that would definitely without a shadow of a doubt link to Judah. She's playing a game. She's playing chess right here. And Judah is not paying attention at all. It, it, it reminds me. I'm not a hunter. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not a hunter. I don't know anything about hunting. I want to hunt. And, and Lord willing, one of these days I'll get the opportunity. But one of the things my friends who hunt always tell me is, is bucks during mating season, they are straight stupid. And I've literally seen it. I have seen deer, uh, male deer during mating season do the dumbest things, the dumbest things like, wow, humans, we aren't too different. Uh, human men, we are not too different when it comes to, when it comes to especially sexual immorality and sexual sin, man, we can be some of the dumbest creatures on a planet, just doing things that make no sense whatsoever. And we definitely see that right here. All right. So she conceived and verse 19, and she arose and went away and laid by her veil uh, and, and laid by her belt veil from her and put on the garment of her widowhood. So she changed back into her widow's garments and Judah sent the kid by the hand of his friend, the Adulamite. So Judah sent in his payment that he promised and he, he sent in it by the hand of Hera to receive his pledge from the woman's hand but he found her not. So they're looking for a harlot. They're looking for this random harlot. Hira can't find this harlot. So I know at this point, he's like, what's going on? We got to pay up. Then he asked the men of the place saying, where is the harlot that was openly by the wayside? And they said, there is no harlot in this place. They're like, yo, we don't, ain't no harlot over here. What, what are you talking about? We have never seen a harlot. We're from here and we have no idea what you're talking about. And he returned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. And also the men of the place said there was no harlot in that place. And Judah said, now I want you to, I want, this is, this is hilarious. Again, when it comes to sexual immorality, I can, I can warn any man out there. Let me warn you. And this is from personal experience. This is not from the seat of piousness. If you have a, a problem with any kind of sexual immorality, I'm here to tell you right now. It's not hidden. <laughs> Everybody knows you're not as smart as you think you are at hiding this. You're doing something stupid. Trust me. Believe me when I tell you this. All right. Let me, let me get back to where I was. Um, where was I? 
23. And Judah said, let her, uh, let her take it to her. Lest we be shamed. Behold, I sent this kid and thou hast not found her. He's worried about the shame of not paying up, bro. What about the shame of the fact that you just laid with a harlot? This is not your wife. You, you, there's all kind of violations right here that you've done. And he's worried about being shamed by not paying up, man. His priorities definitely were not in the right place. And again, I, I, I'm convinced that part of what was going on with Judah is his rebellion. You know, he, he had his own things going on. And the other part is the, the influence of his friend, the Adulamite, I think, even though the Bible doesn't explicitly say, I, I think that's what's going on. And verse 24, and it came to pass about three months after that it was told Judah saying Tamar thy daughter-in-law hath played the harlot and also behold she is with child by whoredom and Judah said bring her forth and let her be burnt the hypocrisy the hypocrisy Judah has no idea that the harlot air quotes that he laid with is his daughter-in-law. That's like, wow. <laughs> like I told you a lot of drama, a lot of scandalous things going on, but to add insult to injury, word gets back to him that his daughter-in-law played the harlot. This man that literally just laid with a harlot, not knowing it was his daughter-in-law. Word gets back. Hey, your daughter-in-law played the harlot. He wants to have her burned. Let that sink in. And, and she's with child. So he's ready to burn her with the child. Man, hypocrisy on level three billion. But this is what happens. I, I'm, I noticed this about myself. The moments in my Christian life where I was having my worst struggles, I was the biggest hypocrite at pointing out other people's faults. It's so ridiculous. Verse 25. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law saying, By the man whose these are, am I with child? And she said, discern, I pray thee, whose are these? The signet and bracelets and staff. Now, I know at that moment, if I could go back in time and be a fly on a wall, I know the moment that Judah saw these things, man, he was tight. He was probably like, oh, man. I messed up, but I don't think he was, I don't think he was worried about the fact that he messed up before God. I think he's just worried about how he looks to other people. That's you, you never get, you never really get to true repentance when that's what you're worried about. When you're not worried about the fact that you violated God and you're only worried about how you look toward people. Yeah. You ain't there yet. I'm telling you.
Um, and Judah acknowledged them and said, she hath been more righteous than I, because that I gave her. Now look, look at what he, what he pays attention to, even though this was wrong, because that I gave her not to Selah, my son, and he knew her again, no more. Now, I don't know about you and, and I don't know if, if, if maybe he was, uh, did feel bad for sleeping with her as well. It's mind boggling. But the thing he's, the thing he points out is, oh man, yeah, you're more righteous than me. I was supposed to give you, uh, Sheila, my youngest son. And I didn't, that's my fault. Yo, what about the fact that you thought she was a harlot and you slept with a harlot? Like, like that's, <laughs> this is 15 levels of wrong. Like it's all kind of things you should have been like, yeah, I definitely messed up. I was foul over this crazy. And it came to pass in the time of her travail that she, uh, that behold twins were in her womb and it came to pass when she travailed that one put forth his hand and the midwife took and bound upon 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 his hand a scarlet thread saying this came out first so one of the kids reached out first the midwife put us uh wrapped his hand in a, a scarlet garment so they would know this one came out first but peep what happens though and it came to pass as he drew back his hand that behold his brother came out so one kid reaches out the hand first the midwife wraps his hand in a scarlet garment. His hand, you know, goes back in and the other brother comes out first. The, the midwife, you'll see the midwife is like, yo, how in the world? How did this happen? Behold, his brother came out and she said, how hast thou broken forth uh, this breach upon thee? Therefore, his name is called Ferez. And that name right there means let me get it it means breach and afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand and his name was called zera and that name zera means rising and how crazy is it that judah would go and lay with a harlot, not even knowing that that harlot was none other than his daughter-in-law. Then he finds out, he finds out somebody comes to him and gives him word. Yo, your daughter-in-law played the harlot. He's ready to burn this woman. Let that sink in <laughs> the hypocrisy. Like I said, the hypocrisy is on like Hulk levels. You'd literally just slept with a harlot who was actually your daughter-in-law, not knowing, not realizing that. Then word gets back to you that your daughter-in-law has played the harlot and you're ready to have her burned. Bonkers, but that's what happens. It's especially, I'm, you know, I, I can't speak for, for women and what happens with women, but I've noted, I've noticed this about myself and I've noticed this about other men that that I've known of that have had struggles when men have problems with with sexual sin turn into straight retards 
fools on level one billion and don't even see it. Sin is a destroyer, especially these things. But the hypocrisy, this is this is one of the reasons why I'm very I'm very careful, especially lately about how I. How I jump down people's throats about certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to justify sin in any way, shape, form or fashion. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not I'm not going to. I have no problem calling sin what it is, but I also understand and realize I have to approach this situation humbly, understanding that, as the Bible says, I have to consider myself. But many times when when we have issues, when we struggle with sin, we become the most judgmental people on the planet. This is what I notice. I notice the closer I get with God, the less prone I am to worry so much about what someone else is doing. I, I got enough worrying about myself. Again, that doesn't mean you can't call sin what it is. That doesn't mean that if you were in a conversation with someone, if you have a brother that's overtaken in a fault that you can't say, hey, you need to clean this up. But the closer and the more you walk with God, I'm telling you, <laughs> You don't really have time to worry about somebody else. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.